All right. All righty. Camera one is good. Camera two is good. Microphone. We are rolling. We're up. We're up. All, All right. right. We are up, everyone. That's right, boy. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, Hell yeah. Man. So, my yeah. name is Howie. This is Sergio. No, Sergio up in this bitch. All and right. this is podcast number one. Number one. And we don't know what this one. podcast is called yet, right? You know, I think with this podcast, we're going to kind of come as we go, right? So yeah. I think with this episode. And with the type of content that we're providing, I think we'll be able to figure out a solid, you know, name for our tribe here. And I guess that's the whole, that's the whole purpose of this whole thing, you know, is like, we're trying to build a community of people that think like us. Yeah. We're trying to build a cult, trying to get that cult following, baby. You know, it's definitely, uh, I mean, those are your words, not mine. (laughs) <laughs> I know. Well, there we go. See, now it's out there. Now it's out there. Yes, I want to start a yeah, cult. That's right. All right. So, anybody that's into going out to the woods and painting yourselves and doing the little tribe dances and whatnot out, out on the fire, um, you know, let's make it happen. Yeah, because you know, you know what? Like me and Sergio are both guys that tr- that want to keep it real. You know. Yeah. Um. And, you know, that's why we started this, because, like, okay, we can we can wait forever to, like, try to make things perfect and have, like, a solid idea of what yeah. we want to do, or we can just say, fuck it, let's do it live. Fuck it, we'll do it live, just like Bill O'Reilly did it back in the day, okay? That's us. We're pioneers. Well, so you know, ex- well, if you think about it, right now, like, with the podcast realm... Like, what is there? There's a lot, right? Yeah. But at the same time, there's still space for, like, anyone to come into. Absolutely. So, you know. That's what we're doing. Here's me, an Asian guy. You know, you're a Mexican Jew. Um, And we're both, we're both guys who are trying to, like, transform ourselves, you know? Yeah. Like. That's true. So, you know, I think that's something that I want to talk about is, like, how I see 2019 unfolding and, like, yeah. what I want to do, yeah. you know. And we can also talk about resolutions, right, and actually falling through with them, right? Yeah. Because I think what happens is uh, the beginning of the year, everyone's motivated, right? Everybody's, everybody feels like, yes, like, I have a, I have all these goals that I want to, these new goals that I want to write out and I just want to like, you know, get them done. But what happens for a lot of people, myself included, you know, I'll go throughout the beginning of the year, highly motivated and then fall into some sort of slump of where I'm just comfortable, right? I'm living a comfortable life. I'm able to provide for myself. Um, But at the same time, I want more out of it, you know? I want more uh, excitement, you know? I, I want to... 
be able to expand myself. So I think with resolutions and whatnot, like I think they're great to have, but I think that you shouldn't manifest it as just a New Year's resolution, right? You should literally make it your life, you know, make it about your whole life, right? Even like throughout the year, like not even just the beginning of the year, but maybe it's sometime in February or March, you have something that you want to accomplish. So just go out and do it. That's yeah, you don't need to wait. You don't need to wait until like some time that everyone else is going to do. Exactly. You know, so like one thing that I'm really excited about is uh, and something that's changed my life is listening to David Goggins. You know, yeah. Now I got this motherfucker into him. Hell yeah. Uh, I got Luis into him. Gustavo. You know, obviously I have a lot of like Hispanic friends. Um, here in Texas. I'm Mexican, by the way. In case y'all <laughs> didn't know that, you know? Yeah, partially, right? I'm a white Mexican. I'm probably yeah. the... Okay, so I'm probably the whitest Mexican you'll ever meet in your life. Facts. Yeah, I don't, and you're I don't Jewish. Speak, I don't speak Spanish, okay? But that's important. That's, you're you're also bit, Jewish. But I am also Jewish, Yeah. all right? Yeah. So there's that, you know? I kind of got a little... People don't really know what I am, you know? And I, kinda, I don't even I kinda, know what you I kind of like that, you know? I kind of like that. I, I like being something that's, like, ambiguous. Exotic. You know? I, you know, some people call it exotic, but, you know, I, I just think, like, I don't know. I like to be spicy, you know? <laughs> I like to add spice to the world, so yeah. that's what it is. Well, you know, most people don't know what I am. Um, I'm Taiwanese. People don't even know what that is they think I'm from Thailand a lot yeah yeah no it's Taiwan wow Taiwan yeah that's so interesting you know because when I met you like I thought you were like a a mixed Asian and Mm -hmm. white you know there's something about well yeah like you know even within Asia it's like you can have really slanty eyes or you can have like more normal looking eyes and I have like my parents have like pretty pretty decent looking eyes you know yeah and it's kind of like decent looking eyes <laughs> what's that supposed to be well you know so like if you look, if you look, so if you have squinier eyes is it not <laughs> yeah no like it's kind of like you know how like dark skin uh dark skin blacks versus like light skin blacks right <laughs> how like you know like black people who are more light skinned they kind of look down on like the darker yeah. skinned blacks yeah that's true so it's kind of like the same thing with Asians Like same with Mexico too yeah actually yeah same like everywhere you know we're yeah, just, yeah. Tra- just keeping it real man it's like no, it's true. they see a difference like oh like you got squintier eyes than me like you're not as good as me yeah you know and that's just what it is it's just the world that we live in yeah it's the world that we live in um but you know Back to uh, David Goggins. Yeah. You know, I saw him first on the Joe Rogan podcast, and I, I was like, man, this is like my guy. Yeah. Because all of my life, I've been trying to aspire to be more than what people thought that I could be. Uh, I wanted to yeah. be more than what even I thought I could be. And it's just been this whole journey that I've been through, like, you know, I'm 32 right now, and ever since I was in seventh grade, uh, that's when I first read my first self-help book. Yeah. And since then, I've been trying to, like, change my life and become better. Yeah. Just, like, in every area. 
And David Goggins was the first guy that I listened to that just kept it so real and so, like, there's no one like him, you know? Uh, he's the first guy that I, that I could see uh, who's actually, like, teaching, like, self-help stuff that actually is like, okay, you can point at him and say, this guy is a fucking badass. Yeah. Like... You can't say that about a lot of those self-help gurus out there, you know? Mm -hmm. Like, you know, I wouldn't necessarily say that about Tony Robbins, even. He's, like, the go-to guy, right? Mm -hmm. um, I I look at him... I look at someone like Tony Robbins, and I look at someone like David Goggins. And uh, I'm like, David Goggins would fucking kill tony robbins in a fight you know <laughs> <laughs> right so yeah. who, who's the bigger badass you know yeah exactly who who's the person that you want to follow i think uh as far as pushing people to their limits i don't think anybody knows more about that than david goggins yeah you and, know and you know he didn't With what he's had to endure in life and everything and i think that's probably why people can relate to him so much and people uh, you know, that's why his message is very appealing for a lot of people. Yeah. Because, you know, sometimes in life, people like to have, like, picture out, like, what a perfect life is supposed to be, right? It's cookie cutter, right? Yeah. You have your parents, you have your mom and dad, you're, they're raising you, and everything's peachy, right? You're living in a house, you got white picket fences, right? And life is just coming to you easy, right? And things are just happening for you. And it's like one of those things where not everybody has that. Oh, yeah. A most people cases, don't have that. Most people don't have that. That's the reality. I didn't have that. You didn't have that. So it's like, who do we listen to when we're kind of like this group of dispossessed people? Yeah. You know? Um, so David Goggins was a huge inspiration for me the past, the past year. Mm -hmm. um, but he just released his book and his audiobook. Yeah. And I listened to the audiobook. I finished it. Yeah. I'm listening to it for the second time. Oh, yeah. um, I also got the book. But really, that's just kind of like a souvenir. Like, I'm not actually reading it. I'm just listening to the audiobook. Yeah, hell yeah. But um, I think you should uh, tell the people what they want to hear. What? What do they want to hear? You know what they want. What? They want to hear your story. All right. Uh, right? From where? They want to hear about, uh, you know, your <laughs> life with, uh, your life. Why, why is it, what is it about his book that appeals to you so much? Well, because I had a hard life, you know? I mean, I didn't have the hardest life, but, yeah. but. You know, I'm a first-generation Asian-American. I grew up in Austin, Texas, and I grew up in a neighborhood where it was all white people, all Mexican people, not a lot of black people, um, just mostly white and Mexican. But definitely, like, there were more black people than there were Asian people, mm. like, going to school where I was going to. Yeah. And uh, I just felt like an outcast, like, all the time, you know? I felt like I was just different than everyone. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, I got made fun of a lot for being Asian, for really? having, like, yeah, you know? Kids yeah. were like, 
You know, I don't even think people made fun of Asians. It's so interesting. Because you know why? I think it's this, uh, and I learned this in my one of my sociology classes that I took. Mm-hmm. Um, what happens with a lot of the Asian like depictions with Americans and whatnot is they look at them as like the model, like immigrant, the model immigrant uh, country. Like, uh, well, uh, yeah, because we're region. not like fucking shit like, up. Yeah, we're you know, like they're, like they're like you know making the computers <laughs> and shit and like building robots and shit. Yeah, you know. But they also peg us like, into this role where exactly. we're like the the computer, the math nerd, yeah, the doctor. We're like exactly. in this inferior role where like, okay, like, you know, you're do you're you're helping society, but you know, you can't you can't fuck our women. Oh really? You can't you know, you're not gonna be the badass, you're not gonna be the hero. Yeah. You know? <clears throat> the best you can do is like you wow. can be like Bruce Lee, you can be like that martial arts guy. That's really interesting, you know? dude. That's like that's the highest aspiration that I that was fed to me as a narrative growing up. It was like you could be Bruce Lee. Yeah. But, but other than him, you know, who else was there? Like I could be Jackie Chan. Jackie Chan. Yeah. Uh Jet Lee. You know, yeah. But <laughs> you could be who else, right? I could uh, be the fucking um Mr. Miyagi. Yeah. But again, like these are all it's just uh, martial arts. And then, you know, as I started getting older you know, we had like, uh, you know, Bobby Lee from like Matt TV. Bobby Lee. Yeah. Yeah, he's fun. <clears throat> yeah, you could he's be so like bad. the the fucking like the the funny guy, like the funny loser. Mm-hmm. You know, so that I had that to aspire yeah. to. I could be the martial arts guy, or I could be like the loser. Yeah. And it was like, it wasn't until probably in the past decade. Yeah. That I started seeing like Asian men yeah. in media that actually like were cool and like successful and could be something like outside this little box that was was just the martial arts guy or like the nerd. Yeah. So growing up I had like, you know, all these insecurities about like being fat. You know, I wasn't even fat, but like as a as a like a chubby kid, yeah. I thought I was fat. I remember uh, when I was like in like before kindergarten, we had like a sort of pool party at this like school I was going to. Mm-hmm. I think it was it was a it was an ESL class actually. <coughs> it was kind of like a pre kindergarten class. Mm-hmm. I remember we had a pool party, and I was so insecure with myself that I didn't want to take off my shirt. And I was like not I was like four years old then, mm-hmm. right? So think about growing up like as a four year old, you're insecure. You already have like body image issues, and you don't want to like, you know, have your shirt off in front of people. Yeah. And you're also like the quiet kid who grew up, you know, kind of like in a poor neighborhood, or a, I, it wasn't a poor neighborhood, but it definitely wasn't a. A wealthy neighborhood it was a uh, more like lower middle class like on the lower end um so on top of that like my parents were working all the time so they didn't really like i feel like they didn't really raise me a lot you know yeah. like i was raised up 
more in school and like mm-hmm. from other people than my parents because they were just working all the time. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I had a lot of insecurities growing up. Mm-hmm. And then I think the first time I got made fun of for being Asian was in first grade. Damn. Yeah, I remember the guy, Wes That's Hackett. Crazy. This is like, you know, white kid, like blonde hair. Mm-hmm. He did the whole like sing song, like Chinese, <laughs> Japanese, look at these. Long what? nose, water hose. <laughs> what? Yeah, it's just like like I've never heard like, of that. Okay, so like it's a song. Like it's Chinese, a song? Japanese. Oh what? <laughs> yeah, you know. And like oh, I remember I still remember that. Savage. I was like first grade. Yeah. And um you know I just Damn. that that was the time that was the first time that I realized that I was different. Yeah. from everyone else and um i was just like a super shy how'd you react kid. to that when he did that to you i i don't i think i was just like shocked like yeah. i didn't know how to react oh, and i think i was angry oh. and i think i was like you know i definitely had like poopy pants about it you know oh, yeah. like i was definitely Felt some type of way. I felt. About it. I felt pity for myself. I felt, you know, regret. Like woe is me. Like Wait, my like, life sucks. Wow. You know. Damn. Yeah, I just you know That's I so felt sad, man. Yeah, because I didn't. I didn't have the tools to, like, like now you know, I can be my own motivator. Nobody could ever do that to you again. Yeah, like, you can't right. say anything to me that's gonna really, like, hurt my feelings or really affect my life. Yeah. Right? But back then, you know, it affected me a lot. Yeah. And I didn't have the tools to, like, have a positive mindset. I didn't have the tools to, like, to not give a shit about what other people thought about me. Mm-hmm. You know? I didn't yeah. have those tools yet. So... I just kind of like grew up being uh, uh, a low self-esteem, shy kid. Yeah. Um, and then it wasn't until like seventh grade when when things got really bad because I was getting bullied in the seventh grade. Damn. Um, sixth grade was pretty cool. So sixth grade, did I they, went to did like they, like stick you in lockers and stuff. No, because I was like kind of a big kid. Oh. Um, they give you wedgies. No. Shove your head in the toilet? No, they just called me, like, racist shit. Like, I would... Like, uh, they would call... Like, there were a few guys... Like verbal. few boys that would call me chink all the time. Mm. And, you know, they would make fun of me. Um, and it was always, like, the biggest... Like, the, the two biggest kids oh, that man. would bully me. Like, the two... Like, out of the whole, like... So, this is mostly in P.E., like yeah. in the whole PE class, it was like the two biggest kids who would, who would uh, verbally abuse me most yeah. of the time, and then the couple other like smaller kids who would like kind of like join in, like you yeah. know, um, <clears throat> and yeah, I just didn't have the tools to deal with that, and so I remember like going through that whole year, like I felt like shit like the whole year, yeah, and. Um, you know, that's when 
my mom at some point I don't actually I didn't I didn't ever tell my parents about it I didn't tell my parents about much Damn. you know because they were just working all the time mm-hmm. um you know they didn't have very good English so it was really hard to communicate with them yeah. so it's like on top of being a shy kid I couldn't even like talk to my parents about anything really because of that communication we had the communication gap we had the cultural gap and we had the the age gap yeah. <laughs> so it's like i could not relate to my parents at all you know so i didn't have anyone there for me um i have an older brother yeah. but he didn't really he was kind of like a bully to me too he didn't really support me a lot he yeah. he was pretty selfish he's still pretty selfish um, so I couldn't, I didn't have someone to go to at all. Yeah. It was just me. So that's what, like, I could relate with, um, David Goggins the most is like, you know what? I don't have anyone that's going to save me. Yeah. I have to do it myself. Yeah. So that's what I related to the most is like, you know, I've been there where I I didn't feel like I had anyone like I didn't I literally did not talk to anyone about these issues. Mm-hmm. But um at some point during the year in 7th grade my mom uh took me and my brother to Barnes and Nobles mm-hmm. uh to get to get some books and she bought us two books and they were both self-help books. Mm-hmm. And one of them was called uh <clears throat> Seven Habits of Highly Effective Teenagers wow. by Stephen Covey's son. And that book changed my life. Because it made me realize, like, wow, there's this whole... I didn't even know, like, such a book existed. Mm-hmm. Like, I was amazed that there was this whole, like, genre of literature that was just about, like, making your life better. Mm-hmm. And that shit helped me a lot. It it gave me it gave me hope. It gave me hope like hey, I can I can learn how to communicate better yeah. so that I can like talk back to these bullies, you know? Mm-hmm. Um it gave me hope that like I didn't have to be, you know, I thought I thought I was a piece of shit basically because yeah. I had low self-esteem. But it made me think like, you know what? Maybe I won't be a piece of shit forever. Yeah. Because I can change myself. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I read that book, changed my life. Yeah. Uh, I started, you know, finding more and more books like that. Mm-hmm. And I uh, remember <clears throat> this was like around the time. So this was like t- the year 2000. Mm-hmm. And that was when we had the Internet. Um, it just like Y two K, right? <laughs> yeah. So the internet the was world a thing. Was end. Um, yeah, that's right. Did you Did your family prepare for that? Nah, not really. No, no. Man, mine did. They freaked out. Man. Oh, really? Yeah, they went to the store. <laughs> they got a bunch of water. All the, a bunch. Of I think we got some water. Of, a shit ton of canned food. Yeah, they were ready, man. They were like, man, whatever happens, whatever nuclear <laughs> explosion. Yeah, we weren't shit. that prepared. Um, yeah. but anyways, uh, I remember one time there was this website I liked a lot called house stuff. I think it was 
There's a couple websites. There's ehow.com and then there's howstuffworks.com. Yeah. And I would go to howstuffworks and I would go to the library and I would print out like as many articles as I could. Mm-hmm. Like random shit, like how to fucking make a sword or like <laughs> how um, how USB ports work or mm-hmm. like, you know, one time I found one that was like how to like verbally defend yourself. So like I printed yeah. that shit and like wow. I was like wow like I can I can fight back <laughs> you know I can I can have something to say to these fuckers who keep like messing with me yeah in PE class and uh, yeah I think the first time I tried it like it totally didn't work at all <laughs> <laughs> but it but it was still like it was like well at least I had something yeah you know yeah so. Uh, <laughs> At least you tried something out, right? Yeah, you know, and just like, I think at some point I just, I I developed a callus. You know, that's what David Goggins talks about. It's like Mm -hmm. callousing your mind. Well, I developed this callus to where like now there were like the kids were still bullying me, but I didn't give a shit. I was like, you know what? Like you can call me anything you want. I don't give a fuck. Um, I'm still going to do me. And at some point, I was just like, I was still being bullied, but I just, I just did not care anymore. Um, and yeah, you know, there would be a couple more years that I would get bullied by, you know, different people. Uh, one of the guys, the like this guy Michael Cochran, yeah. he was he was always the tallest guy in the school, and he bullied everyone. You know, it wasn't just me. Um, and I didn't even get the worst of it. There are guys, there are kids that would get bullied and like get beat up by him. Mm. And he was just like this guy who got into fights and like bullied everyone. Um, and he would go on, uh, and I would see him like in the halls, like all the way through, all the way through high school. And he would still like give me shit all the way through high school. Um, but basically the thing that he would do is every single time he saw me, he'd be like, Hey, Howard, that's what he would do. Cause I was like, yeah, cause I was, uh, you know, I was shy and I was like very monotone yeah. and I was kind of, I kind of had this like sleepy look to me, um, from getting like. I just I was just very low energy, yeah. And it makes sense because like life wasn't good, like I didn't have the energy. Like I was getting beat down by life, and like I didn't feel good about myself, so I I didn't have a lot of energy, yeah. And um, and I didn't know how to talk, so you know, um, so yeah, it was Damn. it was tough. But every year, I was like, "I'm gonna get better. I'm gonna get better. I'm gonna, I'm gonna work on my communication skills." And, um, you know, in, in ninth grade, like I would have to ride the bus to school, mm-hmm. and I remember <clears throat> I would have these challenges for myself, right? Like, um, actually, you know what? In uh, so t- in tenth grade, you know, I found even more resources about like how I can improve myself. 
and I really wanted to get better at communicating and talking to people. So like I would do these challenges for myself where like I would say hi to people walking on the street, you know, like, like on my way to the bus stop, I would say hi to everyone I walked by. And, uh, you know, some people said hi back. Some people said nothing. Um, but it was like, I was, I was out there. I was, I was, I was trying to get better. And, uh, basically I wouldn't really get that much better. Um, actually, can you, the the camera was turned off. Is it, uh, is it, is it, did it run out of battery? No, I think, uh, there we go. Mm. Uh, it just, it just turns off after like 20 minutes. Um, anyways, I would, uh, so yeah, I would like try to say hi to people. Um, I would try smiling. I didn't really know how to like smile. I didn't know how to say hi to people. So I was just like working on these basic things, right? Wow. And, um, you know, I didn't really like transform myself that much because I was just, I was coming from such a low level. Like I was that kid that everyone thought was like the most quiet who never talked. That was me. And it was a struggle. Um, and I felt like, you know, going into high school, you know, I would see kids, they're like getting laid. They were like, mm-hmm. you know, they had a lot of friends. They would like go to parties. They'd be like smoking weed. That shit was so far removed from me. I couldn't even like imagine myself doing any of that shit. Cause I, I, ha- I felt like I had like a three year deficit, um, that I needed to catch up to. Like I was three years behind in my development, like socially. Yeah. You know, that's what I felt. Um, so, you know, it wasn't until like junior year that I started like even hanging out with people like outside of school. So, so yeah, it was tough for me. Yeah. So yeah, that's, that's kind of like my early beginning. That's good, man. Yeah. I think, uh, you know, you go through these type of things in life and it's cool to kind of see how different things change for you, you know, Mm -hmm. as you develop into an adult in life and, um, specifically a man in life. Yeah. You know, I'm definitely a late bloomer. That's for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I could say the same for myself, you know? Yeah. So like, that's my story. Um, what's your like early beginning story? Yeah, yeah. Let's go there. Let's do it. Let's do let's it. Let's explore. <laughs> let, we're gonna dive deep, deep, deep yeah, down, deep, Got... deep, deep down. All right, we're doing it. All right. So yeah, I was a mistake. Oh, we'll shit. start with that. <laughs> we'll start with that. Well, I was you a mistake too. I was a. Yeah. Wait, your parents were they married though? Uh, they were married, but like they yeah. didn't mean to like get pregnant. Oh, really? Yeah. Now, mine weren't married. Oh, shit. They were dating each mm. other. Uh, my mom was 24 years old when she had me. Um, Dang. Yeah. So, she was she was really young. Um, she was dating my dad, mm-hmm. but 
I don't know if they were expecting to have it. Like, they didn't want to have a kid like that soon. Yeah. You know? They're both really young. I think he was like 22 and she was 24. Oh, he so, was yeah. the younger. Yeah, he was the younger one. Dang, so he had um, game? My dad, I would say he has... I mean, he must have if yeah, he was say, hooking yeah. up with a, a girl Yeah, he does. Yeah, older. he does, actually. He has a lot of game. Sure. Um, so... So that's where you got it. So that's man. where, yeah, that's where, <laughs> see, that's why I got all these good genetics and shit, yeah. you know? See, I always um, said you were natural. That's where you got it from. Natural, natural ass motherfucker. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So like, going back to my childhood, my mom raised me majority of my life. Um, you know, my dad and her, they just, I don't know. I don't know what happened there. Well, but, let's, uh, let's get... Tell me, ask, uh, I want to know, um, where did you grow up? Because I don't even Yeah, know. I grew up in San Diego, California. Okay, that's right. So I, I was, uh, yeah, I was born out there in San Diego and lived up there until I was 11 years old. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah. I was. So what was like growing up in San Diego like? Man, that was fun, dude. It was so much fun because you got the beach over there, like... You, you have beaches everywhere, man. And then not only that, I just love the culture, man, like... Being out in Mexico and shit, you get fucking dollar tacos off the street, but they're fucking, they taste amazing, you know? So you were, like, really close to Mexico? Yeah, yeah, man. When I was, like, a little kid, when I was, like, three years old, I'd be walking across the border and shit and, like, getting corn in a cup. That's right. You could just, like, go back and forth Walk. Yeah. back then, right? Yeah, me and my grandma, because my mom worked a lot, so my grandma would watch me, Mm. and she would take me... We'd walk over there to Mexico all the time. Yeah. So, and I, and Spanish was actually my first language mm. growing up, but you know, Americanized, yeah. I got, <laughs> I got more, I got the older I got, the more Americanized I got. And plus I moved away from San Diego. So yeah, pretty much lost it all there. But, uh, I still know some, you know, a little bit of Spanish here and there, yeah. but I, and I do like, I love Mexico, man. Like it, it has a special place for me. You know, because a lot of people that I love, like, uh, like almost my whole family, like on my mom's side and my dad's side, they live out there. Mm-hmm. So that's why when I go visit Mexico, you know, it, it brings back, uh, brings back good memories to me. Like, yeah. I know it's, it's get, it gets a lot of like shit for being like this drug, you know, all this, all the drugs, all the violence yeah, and the shit, cartels. which don't get me wrong. Yeah. I mean, a lot of the population, I mean, it, I mean, yeah, it happens, right? Yeah. But um, war, so, I didn't get exposed to anything. Yeah. So let's get back to like you, you, you were a mistake. Yeah. What, what, how did that affect you? How did it affect me? Well, the thing with that is that my mom and dad, they were still dating each other, you know? So even though I was a mistake, I mean, the thing with that is, I don't know, I don't think I would have had an influence on my mom and dad breaking up or not. You know, I think they just just wasn't there between them, you know? Yeah. And so my mom, you know, she left, she left my dad and, you know, we, me and my father, we didn't have like really close. I mean, when I, whenever I lived in San Diego, like I would see him every once in a while. And then I remember one day my mom, I'm like, I think I'm like three or four years old. Right. Cause mm. she kept taking me to go see him and he wasn't like visiting as mm. often you know, so, so she, she would like drop, me, she yeah. like drive and drop you off. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Okay. She would take me from San Diego to Mexico to like go see him. Oh, so, so you didn't day, say 
That he lives in Mexico. Yeah, sorry, my bad. Yeah, he lives in Mexico. Okay. Yeah. All, him and all my family live in Mexico, pretty much. Right. So, I go over there, right? I go over there to see him, and she tells me, she's like, yeah, this is the last time I'm going to take you to go see him. Whoa. And I was like, oh, damn, okay. So, like, literally, like, after that, I there was, like, kind of a gap where I didn't see him for a while. Yeah. Um... Which absolutely affected my self, like oh, my yeah. self-esteem, you know, not having your father around, you know, I love my mom to death and she, she did the best she could do with me, yeah. you know, she did, she went out of her way to make sure that I had a good life, man. Christmas, I always had presents, I always had a shit ton of presents, she always made sure I had everything, like internet, I always, you know, had a TV in my room, I always had the next movie, the next toy and shit you know what I'm saying yeah. like the next action figure she would take me to comic con and shit like she would do all the good oh, things damn. yeah you know what I'm saying like she took me to Disneyland yeah. like she was a fucking awesome mom you know so she did the best she could do but it's like when you don't have a, that that father figure in your life yeah that you know, male be, role model that male role model that you can look up to and you can like draw inspiration from you know it, it does something to you internally when you yeah. have that you know so you know I when we, went, we went through a break where you know I, I didn't see him at all and in California I actually was pretty social like I actually did have a good amount of friends you know it, I think it like him like being around every once in a while still helped me out you know mm-hmm. um not only that, I mean, I always had, like, I had a, a huge family, dude. So mm. every time, like, we had, like, we would we would do cookouts and shit. Yeah. And we'd have big-ass parties, fiestas and shit. Yeah, I didn't have that it, shit. Yeah, dude. We would have, we had, like, everybody. And then, like, it, when they did that out in Mexico, like, in, mm. di- in Tijuana, um, they would throw these gigantic-ass parties. We'd have, like, random-ass neighbors coming to party with us, yeah. too. So me, like... I, I was exposed to, like, a lot of people. I was exposed to, like, being in a social gathering yeah. environments and shit. So, as a child, I was a pretty social kid. Like, I was, yeah, very, I out, I was very outgoing. I was very, you know, like, adventurous and shit. Yeah. So, so even though you didn't have your father, you still kind of learned how to be social because yeah. you had all these people around you. Exactly. Exactly. Nice. And, the, and the environment, too, that I was in really helped me out. You know, I I always had family around, like, and it, 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 like, we would hang out with our family all the time, dude. It wouldn't just be, like, a one day out of the week, you know? We'd be, like, out there hanging out a few times a week and shit with them. It's a very close, like, the, like, Mexican-American, the dynamics, the, it's very, uh, you're very close with your cousins. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, like, your cousins are, like... I'm almost like your brother or sister in a way. Right. So it, it's just like we're very. I don't know. It's it's hard to explain. Like if you haven't if you haven't experienced that. Yeah. Like my know? my family wasn't that tight knit. You know, I had some cousins that came over from Taiwan and like lived a block away, yeah. but we weren't like super tight like that. You know, like we would hang out, but yeah, it wasn't like, you know, I felt like I had, I had these like fresh off the boat like cousins yeah. who are like kind of bringing me down when I was trying to like fit damn. in with all these like, like I was already an outcast and it's like, damn, I got to be even more of an outcast because like, 
like yeah. my cousins. So I didn't have that like that that social network of people yeah. that could like make me feel good about myself, you know. Yeah, dude. So that's the thing is, I was pretty good like in my early childhood. I was doing I was pretty happy with life, you know. I was living yeah. a good life. Um my my cousins were are around my age too and a lot of them are are guys too. Mm-hmm. So I was like hanging out with them and doing like, you know, fun shit in sports and whatnot took was a very nice. active kid so that was really cool right but then so my mom met my stepfather right mm-hmm. which okay. you know he's uh and how and what age were you at this time and at this age i was nine okay so it's my pokemon phase <laughs> so where i had i literally had everything pokemon dude i had my bed this is embarrassing i don't give a fuck Okay, I'm embarrassing. I'm, I'm about to, you know, embarrass myself here. All right, let's hear it. Fuck it, dude. All right, I had fucking bed sheets, Dang. Pokemon bed sheets, dude. Nice. I I would dress up for school as Ash Ketchum. I would have the hat on and everything. I'd have the the same nice. exact vest and shit. I would make sure my outfits look just like him. Dang. And I would tell my mom and dad, I'd be like, "Can you call me Ash?" <laughs> they wow. Would, they wouldn't. They wouldn't do it. I was kind wow. of pissed off. Wait, so you mean your um, mom and your stepdad? My right? mom and my stepdad, yeah. 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 I call him dad too, you know. So he's, how... been a, he's, been a, he's been, you know, a good, I mean, he's been a, a male figure there. Yeah. There, you know? Um, so we moved to Indiana when I'm 11 oh, okay. years old. And so this is... From? From San Diego. Okay. So this is the point where my life kind of... I mean, not kind of, like, huge change. Yeah. Huge change with me mm-hmm. in my self-esteem. Where am I at? I'm in Indiana. I'm in a place where there are no Hispanic people, barely any Hispanic people. Yeah. Right? So everything that I was accustomed... The weather out there, it's, like, it's cold. Yeah. It's dark. It's, like, it. I don't know. It. It, it was just, like, a complete change yeah you know like you go from living opposite. in sunny san, sunny san diego beautiful weather you know like multicultural people and you go mm. to indiana yeah. where it's like okay this feels like somewhere like a different planet <laughs> all white people yeah like, all white people dude. terrible weather yeah terrible weather um so like yeah dude i hated it there man as soon as i moved yeah. there i was like what the fuck is this dude so why did you guys move there we moved out there because my stepdad and his family, work? yeah, his family, they owned a pool store. Oh, okay. So, uh, yeah, family business. So he, you know, wanted to help out. Pool, like business. billiards or like, like a water pool. pool? Okay. Yeah. So what, so, you, so people still swam out there. Yeah, they still swam <laughs> out there. The, like the three months of summer <laughs> the, where there's actually decent yeah. weather maybe maybe not even three months maybe one month of decent so, weather so business probably wasn't that booming if you only had three months out of the year that you could actually swim right yeah but like I don't know people still find a way to swim in their like, pool like jacuzzis yeah they have jacuzzis in there okay. too yeah so it wasn't just swimming pools right now so this yeah. is like pool supplies or like and pool supply yeah everything so like okay everything. full service Full service. They had. They would replace your liner. Yeah. In your swimming pools, if it needed to be replaced, it would clean out your swimming pool. They had the. They had all the the um, the fucking 
what's it called like the chlorine tablets and shit mm-hmm. i would help i would help like load the chlorine tablets into people's cars and shit that was nice. like my first job okay. as a kid so, so you were working at the store yeah i was helping out yeah. too i was working there and stuff okay nice yeah even though i was like too young to work out to work there like it was yeah like my grandma would, now like, would you get paid or like... yeah my i would get paid for it okay, nice it was fucking cool man nice it was nice it taught me a lot it taught me a lot of work ethic but you know i'm in indiana right yeah and so i think like the first day of school i think i almost cried yeah do you I'm remember so what what uh grade did you start in like so you're like 11 right what grade did i start yeah yeah i was in i was in the end of my fifth grade year okay so you did you get dropped into like so the end of uh fifth the fifth graders there they were like about to graduate and go to like middle school yeah they're right? gonna go to middle school yeah. so you get dropped in like towards the end of it so you can't really like make a lot of friends no. and like yeah no. yeah everyone's kind of already they're was, already established in yeah. in their circles it was real weird for me you know like i luckily i did have uh my cousins that went to the same school mm. like they were through hit my stepfather's family so i had one cousin named alex and she was the same same grade as me and another uh, cousin Mackenzie which was like two grades underneath me are these blood related cousins? no like through no. my stepfather okay yeah so yeah they're they're through his family right okay so yeah not not not, not related to me um so did you get along with them I or? got along with them they were cool yeah uh but yeah you know it's just I can only do so much you know yeah and, and I just didn't feel comfortable there I didn't feel comfortable living there yeah, I was like, man, this this place sucks. Like, <laughs> I hate it, you know. Yeah, and and I kind of had to like, had to learn to make friends again and shit. And, mm-hmm. So yeah. okay, so you finish fifth grade, and then you're going into like a new school for sixth grade, right? Yeah. yeah. So how is that? Like, you know, you get a fresh start again, right? Yeah, it was it was pretty shitty. You know what I'm saying? But I do feel like. I don't know. I kind of adjusted well to it, but I mean, there were instances where, I mean, not, not, not necessarily sixth grade, but I think throughout the whole time living in Indiana, I just felt like I just wasn't, I just didn't have any belief in myself, man. Mm. Every time, like, I don't know, like I I even tried to fit, I tried so hard to fit in there. I even joined football Mm. and I, I didn't even like football. Right. Yeah. I just did it because. You're supposed to do football, That's the thing right? To do. That's the thing to do out there in Indiana. Yeah. You, you're supposed to be a football player. You're supposed to be an athlete and shit. So I would do that shit, and mm. yeah, like I, I, I didn't even like it, man. But it was fun, though. It was, that that was fun. That taught me a lot doing football. But yeah, throughout middle school, low self esteem. Get out. You know what I'm saying? Um, yeah. Like, how how would that affect you? Man, it would affect me pretty big. Like, I would get picked on in class, too. Mm-hmm. This one guy, he would be, like, pointing at me and be like, I'm gonna beat your ass, bitch. <laughs> this, guy, this black kid named JD, yeah, he would be like, I'm gonna beat your ass. <laughs> He'd be, like, doing that to me, like, across from the room and shit. Now, why was this guy <laughs> doing that to you? Cause... I think he just saw me as being weak. Right. You know? But there's... uh. So, like, what's the uh, racial, like, diversity at the school? Like, 
Is there are there a lot of black kids there, or no. is it like mostly white kids? Mostly white kids. Yeah. So this one, like, so the black uh-huh. kid is already a minority, and you're yeah. a minority. Yeah. But he's picking on you. Yeah. Well, like, what's the deal with that? Like, it seems like, well, hey, like, like we're kind of in the same boat. Like, let's yeah. band together. You right? would think so. Right, but so yeah, like, I don't know. I don't know. So that was weird. Was he like uh, more of a popular kid, or did other people like a lot of people hate him? Or I think he, yeah, he did have a lot of friends. Okay, so people was liked he like him. he was like an athlete. No, no. <laughs> he was just a That's chip. just my racial assumption. Athlete, yeah. <laughs> right? Is he like a basketball player? Huh? <laughs> yeah, like star athlete. <laughs> no, okay, so he's just yeah. like a normal kid. Yeah. Um, normal kid but he but he decides to pick on you yeah yeah but like it didn't really last long i would just i would just kind of like brush it off the side but anytime anybody did shit like that to me yeah i would not say shit back right Mm, i went through my whole life of that shit where people talk shit to me and i'll just be like okay i'm not gonna say anything yeah you know why because my mom she told me that she was like you just ignore them. Just ignore them, sweetie. Yeah, I tried you that. Just, you just ignore them. Doesn't and then, work. And then, and then that's it. It's going to take care of everything. Okay. <laughs> right. Wow. Great advice, mom. Uh, yeah. yeah. That's like that's like the worst thing you can do, right? Yeah, exactly. Because it just continues. It's exactly. like, okay, I can get away with it. they see it. They look at it in your expression. You know, you're holding it inside. You're holding back from what you want to say. And they can, yeah. they can sense that. And, and they know you're not going to do anything. Yeah. So they're just going to keep pushing that yeah, button. Exactly. So all throughout school, you know, I did have a small group of friends. You know, I wasn't nice. the most popular kid. What kind of I friends friend- are these? Nerds. <laughs> Big time nerds. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. Yeah. They were nerds. Us now, nerds. what did you, how did you see yourself fitting in in that group? Because I didn't have like, I really didn't. I had a few friends here and there, yeah. but yeah, they were also nerds as well, yeah. and I wasn't necessarily like the best guy in the group. I wasn't like the, the alpha male of the group, Yeah, but I didn't feel like I was usually like the worst guy. I was just kind of, I was just kind of there. Yeah, yeah. You know, how did you fit in, in like your circles? I felt like. Yeah, I felt like I definitely wasn't the worst one there. Yeah. Yeah. But you weren't also, like, like the leader of the group. No, no, no. I wasn't. Right. I was just chilling, you know? Yeah. Coasting through. Yeah. So, you know, but I was comfortable there, you know? I was comfortable hanging out with them and shit, you mm-hmm. know? They were cool to me. Like, yeah. It, it didn't, it didn't yeah. matter. It didn't matter how nerdy they were, you know what I'm saying? They'd be talking about Super Smash Brothers and shit. Yeah. And all this other shit. And I'm like... And okay. at that age, you just want, like, any friends. Yeah, yeah. It didn't really matter, like, who it was, yeah. you know? Um, so. Exactly. We're gonna. Um, I think this ran out of battery, so let me change the battery. Oh, okay. And. You know what? Let's take a let's take a quick break. Yeah. How about that? Yeah, 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 yeah. Sounds good. Yeah. How long have we been doing this? Uh, a good a good. Damn hour. Five. 
All right, so let's like, uh, let's go for like, I don't know, another 15, and then we can wrap up. Yeah, that sounds good. Damn, it's 6.30 already? Yeah, man. It's already hella dark. I feel like we're, we're getting a good, good rhythm, you know? Yeah, yeah. It's a little shaky start. I think so, too. I think it's good that we're getting the serious stuff out. Yeah, you know? man. But then we can, like, you know, explore into other topics. This is like an introduction, I feel like. Yeah. Right? Yeah. You know, the worst thing you can Intro do is to the just, world. like, try to be funny. Yeah. I don't want to do that. No. And I don't think anyone wants to see that. No. <clears throat> no, as a matter of fact, I just went in with this intentionally thinking to not be funny. Yeah. That's good. Alright, so, and we're back. We are back, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. Alright, so, uh, you know, we're, we're, we're talking about just kind of like our struggles, like, growing up, and, yeah. and how we got to be where we're at right now. Yeah. You know, we're trying yeah. to be, we're trying to become the best versions of ourselves, and, you know, I think... Anyone who's interested in, in becoming a beast, you know, becoming just like a whole new person that nobody's like, they, you know, somebody from 10 years ago who knew you sees you like, who the fuck is this guy? Yeah. Right. This is a completely different human being. Like, you know, we're interested in doing that for ourselves. And we're also interested in being surrounded by people who are also interested in that. So that's why we're so interested in like in this topic of like the the origin story, you know, yeah. like the beginnings, you know. So going back to kind of how you were in middle school and yeah. you know, you were kind oh, of the man. nerdy kid. Mm-hmm. You had some friends, you know, but yeah. you know, you didn't feel that great about yourself. Mm-hmm. Um how did you go forward from there? Oh man, it just went downhill from there. You know, oh, like really? I, I I mean at that point, it's just like I felt like I was further away from my family. My dad wasn't talking to me at all. Like he didn't like mm. have any type of communication with me. So. And did you find ever find out like why you couldn't you you couldn't see him anymore? Well, it's a thing where my mom told him like you know we're moving, right? She mm-hmm. gave him all the information. She gave him the address. She gave him phone mm. numbers. She told him, "Hey, you can reach us here. You can talk to him there." You know, she gave him information, mm. dude, and nothing. Didn't get anything. You know what I'm saying? And this isn't a video about like shitting on my dad or anything like that. Yeah. Like I, you know, he he was going through whatever he was going through, right? Um, but that, you know, that definitely, I'm not, I'm not gonna sit here and lie and say that didn't have an effect on me. You know, like not having him around to like help me out in certain situations where. He he's his advice would have helped out, you know. Yeah. And uh, my stepfather, he just wasn't really giving me the best advice ever because I mean I look at him, you know, he wasn't out trying to do what we're doing here, basically, you know. Yeah. Or expanding our horizons and shit, and putting ourselves out there and making ourselves like 
lose our comfortability, you know, each day. Yeah. Which is something that he never, you know, he didn't, he he's just trying to, to he's just trying to, you know, keep his business afloat. Yeah, exactly. So he he wasn't too focused on my overall my development, you know. Yeah. So it gets worse because there's a point in time where in Indiana we're decided, you know, we're gonna move to Texas. We're gonna move to mm. Round Rock. Oh wow. So. And why was that? That was because well the company the pool company went out of business. Oh. So, yeah. basically, he needed to find something else, and yeah. there was a job opening in Round Rock for a swimming wow. pool company that he decided okay. to work for. So we go there, and we move. We move here, and it's the same situation, <laughs> dude. It's like this is high school, though. End of my okay. high school year. Which year? End of my high school freshman year. Okay. So. I'm fucking here, right? So you're repeating that same situation yeah. that you had earlier Basically. In, your, in your life. But here's the thing, though, with that. I did tell him, like, yes, let's move. Let's move the fuck out of Indiana. Yeah, because you hated it. I really didn't want to live there anymore. It's just not It's not a fun place. I mean, I get it. There's people out there that make Indiana their homes. All right? I'm just not those type. I'm not that person. Yeah. You and know. it's funny because uh, David Goggins, with his story, he also moved to Indiana. Yeah. And, like, it was, like, the worst possible place yeah. that you could be in. It's just <laughs> it's just not, I don't know, man. There's something about being out there that just, like, it, it, it does something to my mood, you know? Yeah. It just kills the vibes, basically. Yeah. As soon as I go out there. Because I've been, like, I went there, like, a few years ago. And yeah, it just for it's like just, family. Yeah, for like family. Yeah, I'm like, man, this this sucks out here. Yeah, it's just not fun. So like, so, like listening to David Goggins' story, like you could really relate to it, right? Yeah, I could relate to it. I mean, I didn't see like anybody get ran over or anything. Like that. <laughs> was there wasn't like, kid. did you see racism there? Oh yeah, for sure. These guys. Uh, I remember one time in the hallway, these guys called me like a spick. Oh yeah. Yeah. And you know, I was like, "Wow, that's weird." I've never heard. I never heard anybody do that. You know yeah. what I'm saying? That was the first. That was probably like the first and only time that I've ever experienced like racism mm-hmm. was out there. Yeah. I Other didn't... than that, I've never had like a situation where anybody's been like, "Are you illegal? Are you like, you know, wetback?" Right. Blah blah. blah spick. I've never been called that before. I've never had that happen to me. Yeah. I mean, I pretty much pass for anything really yeah you could be you so could that's be weird anything. but out there there's no mexicans so anybody that looks a little hint mm-hmm. something different from just yeah, white, a little caramel you know what i'm saying a little a little something different then you're gonna get called out for it you know right. i think it's just bound to happen so yeah you know we, we moved out here to we moved to round rock yeah and i, I was looking forward to it but man it was a struggle for me in school because making friends it was nice though like I remember the first day of school I was sitting down at the table I was by myself and this girl comes over and she's like hey are you sitting by yourself you know you can sit with us and so I was like oh wow that's really cool so like I went over and and sat at her table and shit wow and I was talking to them there I was really quiet though I was being really quiet I was being really nervous I feel like that was an opportunity for me to like actually open up to people, mm-hmm. and I just completely ruined it. You just shut down. I shut down completely. 
Yeah. Because I was like, this isn't my comfort zone. I don't know what, I don't know where I'm at here. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So, I hated it. But, freshman year, um, there was this kid that, like, made fun of me. Like, I I had a Colts jersey, and he would, like, make Mm -hmm. fun of me for it. He'd be like, ah, Colts suck. Colts fucking suck. Blah, blah, blah. You know what I'm saying? It was like a squeaky, squeaky voice kid. (laughs) Uh, And I'm like, what the fuck, dude? It's funny, because that, that, that kid ended up being one of my closest friends. Oh, wow. In junior year. So, what happened was, pretty much... From sophomore year to junior year of high school, I didn't hang out with people outside of school. I didn't have any Mm -hmm. friends, really. I mean, you know, I just, I don't know what it was, but like, you know, of course my relationship too with my father didn't help out. Um, my, my, My relationship with my stepfather didn't work out, you know, like him and my mom fought all the time. I just saw not good things, dude. Yeah. Marriage and shit. You know, it it's definitely impacted my life, you know? Mm-hmm. So that happened, right? And then basically my senior year of high school is when I finally had friends. I was hanging out with friends outside outside of school and shit. Yeah, so like the had, first time where I you... had a crew, like a group yeah. with me, you know? Yeah, that was and that cool. was the same thing for me too. And for me, it was like, it was like the first time where I kind of just felt normal. Yeah, exactly. They would, they would even like encourage me to go up to girls and stuff. Yeah. So like, I, I would be like, I would be in the cafeteria and shit and I would like, I would see that there would be like a girl eating yeah. by herself and shit. They'd be like, Hey, go, go over there and talk to her. I'm like, all right. Mm. So I go over there and I'm, and I, I think I said, um, is your favorite color purple? Because <laughs> she, she had a purple shirt on, right? <laughs> and she was yeah. like, uh, yeah, it is, actually. I'm like, oh, okay, cool. And so I just started talking to her and shit. Oh, okay. Yeah. And you had that, you already had that game, like, built inside you, right? <laughs> so so did it go well? It went well, actually. Went well, yeah, yeah, yeah. The nice. interaction actually went well. And, and that was the first time, like, I even, like, made any attempt to, like, just like actually go up to a random girl that I've never met before mm-hmm. and introduce myself. Wow. That was the first time. It was senior year of high school. Man, I don't know if I did that in high school. I don't think I... Actually, you know, I, I did. I was trying to because I had just learned about game. Oh, yeah. I learned that that was a thing. Like you go up and talk to, to girls that you didn't know. Yeah. And... um Mostly, it would be like girls in my classes, not so much like random girls in the cafeteria or whatever. But um, yeah, it was tough. I didn't do it. If I did it, it was like a very rare instance and was like the biggest event in the world, you know. But um, yeah, that for me, that was the biggest event. I (laughs) I was like, oh, shit. Wow. This is what it's like, dude. You know? So, I did good too, but so then did I that realized become like a sorry a, a routine, or like did anything come out of that? No, no, nothing came. It was just an interaction. Mm. I guess that's what came. You know? Yeah. But... I mean, that, that was what came. But then, so after that, I joined the military. Right? This is after high school. Okay, so you graduated. Um, were you a good student? That was, that was a turning point for me. Were you, did you have good grades or like, you know? Uh, they were average. Okay. They were pretty decent. 
They weren't terrible. Did you care about school at all? Like, did you care about um, learning and like getting educated, or like you just wanted to like pass by, like get through it? I think with high school, yeah, I was just kind of like, like, yeah, I did have, I did have plans on college and everything like that, but then I just thought, you know what, I kind of want something different. Hmm. I kind of want like to see what else is out there. So you thought military would be that place? Yeah. I think that, you know what? I thought that if I join the military, I'll be a man. Honestly. Mm. That's what I, that's what I thought. Okay. Because, because I had gone through like my whole life just like fucking, you know, not really having like a solid foundation of confidence in myself, you know? I never really had like full, full belief in myself. Yeah. You know? And I always thought that maybe if I get it from something else... It would happen, mm-hmm. you know. It didn't happen instantly. It took a lot of work, but you know how you went through like a turning point, yeah. Where you like you, your mom got you the book. Your mom, mm-hmm. she got you the self help book, you know. Yeah. And then from that, you're able to like improve and everything. Mm-hmm. The turning point for me was being in the military, mm-hmm. and whenever everybody was shitting on me, everybody was calling me baby fate, like dick sucking lips <laughs> like dude you know what I'm saying I would, I would get fucked with nonstop. Yeah, you know what I'm saying and finally one day I get a sergeant that pulls me aside and he says hey you know something I think that you need to finally stand up for yourself and I think that wow. you need to finally realize your worth in life because because I, I see potential in you but you're not you're not doing it you're not doing what it takes and you need to stop. You need to stop coasting, and you need to keep pushing yourself. And you need to step up and be a man. And that was the moment. That was the moment where I was like, "Oh shit! Wow! Like, I've never, I've never had anybody say that to me before." And you that's know? like exactly what you needed to hear, right? Absolutely. And after that, man. after that, anybody that made fun of me, I'd be like, I'd be saying shit back at him, dude. I would be like, yeah. you know. I, I, like I was fearless after yeah. that. After wow. at that point, I was just like, "Fuck it, dude! I'm gonna fucking be unfiltered as fuck. Say whatever I want to say, and and I don't give a fuck anymore. Honestly, man, that 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 was a turning point for me. Yeah, yeah. I wish I had somebody in my life who who told me something like that. Yeah, because uh, you know Jordan Peterson talks about this. Um, like how how young men don't really get enough dis- they don't get enough encouragement and it really doesn't take much yeah it was just that one time right yeah 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 that's it and that just like that was enough encouragement that you needed to to really just like shift your life yeah so that's crazy exactly man that, that was the, that that provided the the base, the baseline for me, man, you know, that was a foundation, you know, and, and I feel, I feel like right now it's just like, it just kept, it just kept going up from that point, you know, as far as, you know, my confidence rose, my belief, yeah. my everything, um, as far as the things that I wanted to manifest out of life have mm-hmm. been happening and, you know, of course you go up and up ups and downs in life but I mean that was the turning point for me you know where I realized that you know what dude you don't need to take shit from any any man 
on this earth. Because nobody, nobody else is more important than yourself at the end of the day. You're gonna be you're born you're gonna you're born alone in this world and you're gonna die alone in this world. And there's not there's nothing that anybody else can do to change that. You know what I'm saying? You and I, we're close ass friends, right? Yeah. I don't know, we don't know what's gonna happen, right? You're not I mean, we're not gonna be like you know. No one's no one knows what's gonna happen. We don't know what's gonna happen, right? We don't know what's gonna happen in life, you know? So it's like one of those things where why should I care? Yeah, how how does somebody why should you care about somebody else's opinion yeah. when we're all kind of in the same boat? Exactly. So, I think uh, what happens a lot in life is, you know, you get in this comfort zone with people. You just want to stay stay in your in your little group, right? You want to stay in your little bubble. I think. Yeah. Me, if you're if you're lucky to have a bubble. Yeah. If you're lucky enough, or sometimes yeah, or sometimes you just want to stay by yourself. But, but sometimes yeah, having that bubble, having that comfort, but, is gonna stop you from growing so in a lot of ways i feel like i was lucky that i didn't have that for a lot of years yeah that's good man yeah i think uh our past journeys have molded us into who we are now it's fun to like you know look back you know and think like map man like can't believe I was like that, dude. I can't believe yeah. I can't believe I allowed people. I can't believe I got afraid of talking to a, a random girl. You know? Yeah. I think I I thought about it. Like, why am I afraid, dude? <laughs> you know? Yeah. Like, it's just a human being. Mm-hmm. What's the worst that's gonna happen? What's the worst that's gonna happen to me? I'm not gonna die, right? That's right. why. This is kind of why. Like, I want to get into stand up and stuff. I want to. Do more stuff that's like pushing out of our comfort zone and whatnot. Yeah. Improv. Yeah. Nice. You know. Well, cool, man. Thanks for thanks for sharing that story. Uh, yeah, hell yeah. I think you know, there's a lot of a lot of parts to that that I could relate to. Um, you know, a lot of that I didn't I didn't know hardly any of that uh, before you you told it today. So yeah. you know, it's cool it's cool to hear about your your past and and how you came up yeah um and yeah i think like you know one of one of the reasons why i want to do this podcast is because it's it's also like it's getting to know each other it's getting to know you but it's also Mm -hmm. getting to know myself yeah and kind of like verbalizing things that i might not have said to anyone else before or or maybe i only said it to like one person um <clears throat> well cool. So uh I think that's I think that's gonna be it for, for today for episode one. Yeah. Um do you have any any parting thoughts? I just want you guys to do this as a challenge on yourself, all right? Um I want you to you know, this is this is all a group effort here, you know, this is a community yeah that we're building here. You know, this isn't just uh you know, this is this is like this is a revolution. We're not fucking around here, you know. This it's is a lifestyle here. You know, I feel like you know I don't like to get like all woo woo spiritual too much, but you know I do feel like there's there's this collective consciousness yeah. and the entire vibration of the planet is is 
is getting raised right now. You know, there's this movement out there of, of people who want to be better and people who want to make the world better. And it's not just about like these people who hate Trump and who want to like, you know, uh, end global warming and like fight back against racism. I mean, to me, that's not what I'm talking about. Um, I'm not trying to focus on on what's wrong with the world. I'm not trying to fight back against anything. I'm just trying to improve myself from the inside out. And I think the more people that can focus on themselves and do that, and you know, the more we can kind of, you know, just do that collectively together. Mm-hmm. That's what's going to change the world. It's not us fighting back against anyone, against any group, or against any issue. You know, it's it's about changing ourselves from the inside out first. So I'm really excited to, um, you know, be here talking to you, uh, a person who who is like minded in that regard, and um, you know, we are both happy to to share our stories and 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 help people kind of relate to um, relate to us better, you know, and, and and help you see. I I like to think that we are like a mirror yeah. for other people because I think we both have very unique backgrounds but i think there's also a lot of people out there who can who can relate to to how we grew up to how we think and you know i just want us to be a mirror for you guys to say hey i'm not alone yeah and open up you know what i'm saying open yourself up to other people don't be afraid to share your story just because it's different from someone else you know that's what makes it you. That's what makes it unique. That's what makes it so special. All right? So that's something that you really need to keep in mind and focus on is don't think about all the negatives that you've been through in life. Look at that, how how far you've gone from those negatives. You know what I'm saying? And how, how far you've grown as a person. And not only that, but keep continuing to grow. Don't just set a, a fucking, a, you know, a hard fucking, what, I don't know what the word is. <laughs> a line? Now. Hard line to like, you know what I'm saying? Don't don't set like a, a certain expectation. Just you're never gonna get keep, there. Yeah, just fucking keep doing what you're doing, man. There's you always if saying? you have a line, there's always gonna be a higher line. Don't there's set always your New be... Year's resolutions only on New Year's, right? Keep adding new resolutions to yourself. Yeah. All right. Because really, really, this is a this is a lifestyle. This is an everyday thing. Exactly. You know, you're, we don't even. You don't know how much you're leaving on the table, and you don't know what kind of potential that you can reach. I want to I challenge you guys. I want to challenge you guys to do one thing this week that will push you out of your comfort zone, all right? Now, with this, this could be literally anything. It could be something as easy as saying hi to an old, old people, right? Or, or hi to a pretty girl if you haven't done that before. Like... I want you to just really challenge yourself this week and just find something that you want to do. Hey, I want to go do a photo shoot outside. All right? So grab someone with a camera and go do a photo shoot. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Do stuff that you ha- yet you don't normally do because I guarantee when you do that, you're going to grow as a human being. And you're just going to get more excitement out of life. Yeah. So, and yeah. if you really want to challenge yourself, do that in the next 24 hours. There we go. All right. That's it. it Uh, 
my name is Howie. This is my boy Sergio. And uh, that's episode one. And we will see you guys next time. Peace out. Gang, gang. Gang, gang in this bitch. Yeah. Yeah, yeah dude. That was good, yeah, bro. That bro. was fucking, dude. That was awesome, <laughs> man. Hell yeah. Holy shit.